What is up guys, it is Quinn here, and in this video I'm going to be going through my wide receiver start sits for week 7 of the NFL season. There are going to be timestamps for every single week 7 matchup, talking about every single fantasy relevant wide receiver. You can find those timestamps in the description. If you guys do enjoy the video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. If you have any fantasy questions, it could be start sit, waiver wire, trade advice, whatever it is, you can drop those in the comment section and I'll respond to every single person. Let's just jump right into the first matchup. We've got Thursday night football between the Saints and the Cardinals. And for the Saints, I mean, this wide receiver room is all over the place. Basically, what I'm going to say for this one is if Chris Olave is active, he's a start. If Michael Thomas is active, he's a start. Anyone else on that roster at the wide receiver position, I am not interested. So it's possible neither of these guys plays. It's possible one of them plays. It's possible, you know, both of them play. If either of them are in the lineup, I want them as starts anything else, I'm just fading the position. Now this Cardinals wide receiver room is interesting. Just a ton of shakeup over really what, like the last 24 hours. I mean, within the last 24 hours, we found out Marquise Brown, who's the number one, is going to be out for around six weeks. It originally looked like he was going to be out for the season. So I guess semi good news that he's only out for six, but that's obviously a hit to them. Then we have DeAndre Hopkins coming back from his suspension, um, you know, misses the first six games, can play here in week seven. And then they go out and they trade for Robbie Anderson. So a lot going on here. Looking at this team in the context of week seven, I think DeAndre Hopkins is a start. I know Cliff Kingsbury said something like, oh, I hope we'll get him up to speed in time. Like, I'm not buying that. If DeAndre Hopkins is, you know, active to play, he will be playing. I have no doubt about that. And if he's playing, I want him as a start. I still think Rondell Moore can be used as a fringe option. Like I've talked about, that role has been very solid. Greg Dortch, 13, 15, 17 points in his three starts. With Rondell Moore, he's been targeted 23 times in his three games. So I think that will be a solid role. I think moving forward, Robbie Anderson can be viable for fantasy, but I mean, short week, new team. So it's possible he gets hot later in the season, you know, gives you some solid startable weeks, you know, maybe in two, three, four weeks, whatever it is. But here on a short week, I wouldn't be expecting anything out of Robbie Anderson. So starting D hop, fringe start of Rondell Moore, and then sitting Robbie Anderson. Honestly, we could probably bump up Rondell to a, you know, a start start. He's somewhere in that, you know, in between the fringe and the start area. Now moving over to Sunday, we have the Browns taking on the Ravens for the Browns. We just continue to fire up Amari Cooper. Dude's a stud, putting together a super strong season before Deshaun Watson has even come back. And then sitting Donovan Peoples Jones. He's had a few solid games here and there, but not someone we can even be close to trusting in our lineup. Now for the Ravens, Another uh, wide receiver room where injuries are kind of a factor here. So for the Ravens, what I'm going to say is that if Rashad Bateman is healthy and you know ready to play active, I'd be starting Rashad Bateman. If Rashad Bateman is not healthy, I'm just going to be fading this wide receiver position. I do hope we get to see him back. You know, he had two strong games that I think he had a dud week three and then basically got injured week four. So what we've seen out of Rashad Bateman has been promising. Hopefully he can get back this week, but something we're going to have to wait and see on. Now we have the Buccaneers taking on the Panthers. I talked about this in the running back start set. I'm really going to break down what my thoughts are on this offense in the uh, quarterback start set. But basically, you know, I feel like this offense is being run poorly. I don't think Brady is, you know, washed up. Brady's really not even playing bad if we really look at it. And the crazy thing is that I know these guys have been kind of underwhelming, but for how, you know, much this offense has underperformed, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are still giving you decent production. Evans is obviously more of a boomer bust option. Godwin has been giving you consistent production. So I think these guys are holds. You're obviously still starting them, 
But if this offense can click, I mean, they could both go nuclear rest of season if it does come together. Like I said, going to be going more in depth on the uh, Brady part of that. And then sitting Russell Gage and Julio Jones. On the other side with the Panthers, it is time to uh, slot in DJ Moore here as a sit and a pretty firm sit here. He is just unplayable. I tried to talk myself into, you know, maybe PJ Walker can kind of reignite him. It's just not happening. It's not going to be happening this year for DJ Moore. Averaging 8.4 points per game. This offense is just completely broken. Some of you guys are probably thinking about just straight up like releasing or cutting DJ Moore from your fantasy rosters. And based on his performance, I feel like that would be warranted. But I just find it tough to cut such a talented player. Plus, I feel like it's worth it to hold on to him just on the off chance that he gets traded. He hasn't been someone who's been super involved in like the trade talks. Like we heard about Robbie Anderson. We heard about CMC. Didn't really hear much about DJ Moore. But I mean, if DJ Moore gets traded, even if this is a low possibility, I think it's worth holding on to him because if DJ Moore goes to, I don't know, what's the team that needs a wide receiver? DJ Moore to the Packers. I mean, he could be a top 12 guy rest of season. That's the type of swing we're looking at. So I feel like if you're going to drop DJ Moore, you're going to be picking up what, like a McKenzie, one of these, you know, just a Tyquan Thornton, like some of those guys. I would just prefer to keep DJ Moore on the off chance that he does get traded and could just totally reignite his value. But, you know, to each his own. Now, the next matchup, we have the Falcons taking on the Bengals. And it's unfortunate because Drake London has now fallen to the fringe start territory. He started off the season so hot, 17.1 points per game in the first three weeks. Last three weeks just totally fell apart, 6.1 points per game. And just, I want to put this out there. This is not a Drake London issue. This is not a, you know, Drake London is struggling to command targets. This is just the overall, you know, direction of the Falcons offense. He is still commanding targets at a very, very high rate. The problem is it doesn't matter when there's just no passing volume for the Falcons. So he still is going to be a fringe start just based on talent, but I don't think he's anyone that we, you know, we're auto plugging into our lineup. Like after the first two weeks of the season, heading into week three, week four, Drake London was someone who needed to be a start in your lineup. He's definitely not there anymore. Long-term for dynasty, I still think he's going to be an absolute stud, but just for this specific year, not ideal, you know, moving forward. On the other side with the Bengals, I have Jamar Chase and T Higgins as very, very strong starts. And then I bumped up Tyler Boyd to a fringe option. I feel like with the bye weeks going on, I think it's appropriate to fringe start a guy like uh, Tyler Boyd. Then we've got the Lions taking on the Cowboys. And basically for these two teams, I'm just going to be starting their stud wide receivers. So their wide receiver ones, the Lions, it's Amon Ross St. Brown sitting Josh Reynolds. For the Cowboys, it's starting CeeDee Lamb sitting Michael Gallup. I think CeeDee Lamb will probably be a mid-tier wide receiver one option this week if Dak does return. Him and Amon Ra are honestly probably in the same territory moving forward. Next matchup is between the Giants and the Jaguars. For the Giants, I do really like Wondell Robinson as a waiver wire pickup. Not someone I'm comfortable starting just yet, but someone who I think can continue to build and build on his role until he can be a starting option. And then sitting other dudes like Darius Slayton, Marcus Johnson. On the other side with the Jaguars, I have Christian Kirk as a start, sitting Zay Jones, sitting Marvin Jones. I do kind of want to talk about Christian Kirk here because week six, I guess he gave you decent production, but he really was just saved by a touchdown. Five targets, four receptions, 24 yards, not ideal there. Just like Drake London, he's a guy who started off really hot through three weeks. He was averaging 20.2 points per game in those first three weeks. 
last three, only averaging 7.1. And this has basically lined up pretty perfectly with the decline in Trevor Lawrence's play. So through the first three weeks, Trevor Lawrence looked like he had turned a corner. He looked legit, was averaging 257 passing yards a game, six passing touchdowns through those first three weeks. The last three, he's gone from 257 to 208, and then he only has three total passing touchdowns over the last three games. So Christian Kirk, originally through three weeks, it was looking like he was going to be a mid-tier wide receiver two, potentially pushed to high-end wide receiver two, maybe even crack into the top 12 if Lawrence continued to ball out. At this point, I think he's much more in that like wide receiver 24 area. So just a guy we kind of have to pivot on and reevaluate. Next game is between the Colts and the Texans. On the Colts side, you're obviously firing up Michael Pittman. It seemed like people were kind of fading off of Pittman just because they thought this Colts offense was going to be terrible. Even if the offense is bad, I still think Pittman is someone who can be very, very reliable moving forward. And I think it's still going to be a high-end wide receiver too. And then I have Alec Pierce as a fringe play. Talked about him in the waiver wire video, giving you guys three straight productive weeks. He didn't take that jump into eating into Paris Campbell's snaps. That's kind of what we were looking for here in week six. It didn't happen. I still think he's playable, but not someone who's getting a full set of starter you know, snaps. Sitting Paris Campbell. And then on the Titan side, with Traylon Burks on IR, just nothing interesting here for wide receiver. So sitting Robert Woods. Next matchup is between the Packers and the Commanders. And honestly, some interesting plays here on both sides. For the Packers, I have Lazard as a sit. We've got him and Dobbs getting the same number of snaps. We've just straight up seen Alan Lazard outproduce Romeo Dobbs through however many weeks Dobbs has been. I go back and forth between Dobbs and Dobbs. I should probably look that up. But at this point, we're just going to be flipping. So we have seen Lazard get similar opportunities to uh, Romeo Dobbs, but Alan Lazard has just outproduced him. I still have Romeo Dobbs listed as a fringe option, but he has struggled the last two weeks, only 12 total points. The production has fallen, but the usage has still been strong, which is a good thing to see moving forward. He still has a 97% snap share, or that was this past week, and the 98% route participation. We also have Randall Cobb, who's likely going to be out for a while with an ankle injury, I believe. Whatever it is, he's going to be out for a while. And then we do have a potential Sammy Watkins return. This could eat into uh, Romeo Dobbs' opportunities, but we're going to have to wait and see on that one. On the other side, we have the Commanders, who are going to be without Carson Wentz this week. And this was honestly a tough call for me between the start and the fringe area. For the Commanders, I'm going to go with Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin, both as starts. I feel more confident in Curtis Samuel, and I'll tell you guys why. So for the Commanders, obviously the quarterback play hasn't been great with Carson Wentz. Now it's going to be even worse you know, with him out. I think Curtis Samuel is the guy where they can manufacture touches. They can get him carries, all of this stuff. So I think they can kind of game plan him in. Terry McLaurin is going to be more reliant on the quarterback. I still think McLaurin is someone who you can start, but he is very, very close to that fringe territory. I'd feel more comfortable with Curtis Samuel. Hopefully these guys can produce both talented players, just not exactly in an ideal situation. Moving over to the Jets-Broncos matchup. This could be honestly a kind of rough game between two offenses. For the Jets, the wide receiver room here, just kind of unfortunate direction they've gone in. All are pretty much unplayable at this point, sitting Corey Davis, sitting Garrett Wilson, sitting Elijah Moore. The Jets are 3-0 since Zach Wilson has returned, but the wide receivers are just not being supported for fantasy football. Wilson is averaging 191 passing yards per game. Sub 200 is just brutal. And then he only has one passing touchdown through three weeks. 
that's obviously not going to be getting it done. In terms of the snap share with these guys, we saw Elijah Moore kind of consistently be the number one option. That was always the selling point when I was talking about him because he's someone I just totally whiffed on. But that was always the selling point. It was, you know, he's not producing, but he's still commanding some targets and he's running the most routes. His usage is the best. That is no longer the case. We saw Corey Davis had an 85% snap share, 95% route participation. Both Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson were under a 60% snap share and then both under a 70% route participation. That could have been game script with Corey Davis being the better run blocker in a run heavy game, but not ideal to see you know your young studs Wilson and Elijah Moore in there on less than 60% of the snaps. So a situation to monitor, but at this point, I don't really think we can be considering starting any of these guys. For the Broncos, just had to watch another game of them on uh, you know prime time. Even though Cortland Sutton had a very down day, I still think he's the number one there. So he's still going to be a start for me. And then I have Jerry Judy on the fringe. He's someone who really is kind of on thin ice here to being dropped to a sit. I guess there's still some hope this offense can turn it around, but this team kind of just looks dead in the water at this point. It seems like the system there is just broken. Unfortunate. I still think Sutton can be strong moving forward. Judy's more of a toss up at this point. But, you know, like if this offense does not improve, Judy's probably not going to ever jump to that start category. Next matchup is the Texans taking on the Raiders. For the Texans, Brandon Cooks has definitely had a disappointing start to the season. I still think he's someone you fire up into your lineup. He can get some, you know, luck in the touchdown department. Still a very talented wide receiver, the number one on that team. And then for the Raiders, obviously we're starting Devontae Adams and then sitting Hunter Renfro, who just has not been producing so far this season. In a stacked wide receiver matchup, we have the Seahawks taking on the Chargers. So basically two studs on both sides. For the Seahawks, we're starting DK Metcalf. We're starting Tyler Lockett. Now for the Chargers, I said two studs. Mike Williams is one of them coming off of a down game, but I think he can bounce back here. Pat Sertan is just locked down. And then I have Keenan Allen as a start. Obviously he's missed, what is it, like five weeks now. If he plays, I'm starting him. Obviously if he's out, you got to go in a different direction. But basically, they start in the big four if they're all healthy. Then we've got the Chiefs taking on the 49ers. And I feel like I was one of the guys who really uh, kind of held on to uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. I consistently listed him as a fringe when people were kind of fading off of him. So I stick with him through five weeks. He really puts up a dud in week five. And so I'm like, all right, it's finally time to move him to a sit. And then what does he do? He just burns me, goes off, shows he's more than a floor option five receptions for 113 yards and a touchdown. I think another important factor is that this Chiefs wide receiver room has kind of been all over the place. You've got, you know, random dudes like MVS jumping up the snap counts. He was the clear top wide receiver in week six, had a 94% route participation. I think he can be a solid flex option, maybe a wide receiver too, if you're dealing with injuries or a bye week. But I do think he's a guy you can be starting because he kind of showed that he doesn't have to just be a floor play. He can give you some of these bigger days. And a game where he didn't even have a crazy amount of volume, I think it was only five targets, turns that into over 100 yards and a touchdown. And then sitting McCole Hardman, I really hope we get to see Sky more and more involved here. You know, not necessarily redraft related unless he can break out, you know, super hard later on in the season, but just someone I'd like to see more of in this offense. On the other side with the 49ers, you got to continue to fire up Debo Samuel. And then like I talked about in the uh, sell high video, I have Brandon Ayuk listed as a fringe option. He seems to be one of these like red flag players where he has a massive day. You start him the next week expecting something similar, and then he just goes back to what he's been doing. 
So he's on the fringe. He probably would still be a sit if there weren't buys this week, but I guess that can bump him up a little bit. But I would be weary uh, starting him. Then we have a Sunday night football between the Steelers and the Dolphins. And it looks like I'm going to be dying on the Deontay Johnson Hill. I'm still rolling with him as a start, sitting Pickens, sitting Claypool. For me, I'm just going to continue to play him as a guy I trust, even with his disappointing start. This is obviously Deontay Johnson. He's averaging 11.1 PPR points per game through six weeks. I guess it's not like totally terrible, but it's definitely not good. The thing here with Deontay Johnson is you just can't command targets at the rate this man does and then just not get some good fortune in the future. He has led the Steelers in targets in five out of six games. He's averaging 9.5 targets per game. And if he continues to earn that number of targets, it just has to translate to production. He hasn't scored a touchdown yet. That's just wildly unlucky. So I'm going to continue to bet on the talent of Deontay Johnson. He's probably more of like a fringe wide receiver to play at this point, but I do think he can turn it around. And I do think he's someone that can be relied upon. And then for the Dolphins, looks like Tua will be back, which means, you know, you were starting these dudes anyway, but Tyreek Hill locked and loaded, Jalen Waddle locked and loaded. Tyreek Hill, probably a top five wide receiver this week. Jalen Waddle, top 12, top 10, somewhere in there. And then the final game of the week, Bears taking on the Patriots. This could be an ugly one for the Bears. I'm sitting Darnell Mooney, coming off of a game where he was heavily targeted, but we got to see more of this Bears passing attack to actually trust him. And then for the Patriots, we saw Jacoby Myers kind of fall back to earth after a really strong uh, three-game start to the season. I still think he's someone who's startable. And then sitting Devonta Parker and Tyquan Thornton, who had a big uh, week six performance. So those are my wide receiver start sits. Let me know what you guys think down below. Hit that like button if you did enjoy the content. Thank you for sticking it out all the way throughout the video. Any comments, drop those down below. Questions, start sit, waiver wire, trade advice, whatever it is. But thank you guys for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.